Looking good. Make sure you get both sides. And after you're done with that, you can take care of these exposed wires. It's gonna be a lot of work. What does any of this have to do with karate, Sensei? Do not question my methods. Just be thankful you're not a sumo wrestler. Those guys have to wipe their sensei's asses. So I uh, see you're a karate champion, Sensei. You don't have to call me Sensei every time. I'm sorry, Sensei. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I won a couple All Valley tournaments. Didn't lose a single point in my junior year. All right. What happened your senior year? This isn't 20 questions. Get back to scrubbing. Yeah. Oh, How's that garbage coming? That's me. You hear that? So, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, debate's running a little late. Uh, okay. Love you too. You tell me you have a girlfriend. That was my mom, actually. Um, <laughs> I told her I joined the debate team because she doesn't approve of violence. So. Yeah. What about your dad? Is he okay with you getting your ass kicked up and down Reseda Boulevard? I never uh, really knew my dad, so. All right, well, stop standing there. Get back to training. Okay, yeah, sorry, okay. Change that ringtone. Get some Guns N' Roses or something. What's Guns N' Roses? I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Guns N' Radio podcast. And now, give it up for your host, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. It's the Guns and Radio podcast coming at you from all four corners of the internet. How many corners it does have? I don't know. No, there's only is four. It, is it a sphere? Could be a cube? No, there's four. You've got porn, gay porn, uh, granny porn, and stepmom porn. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We always start these shows off with something. Fucking sexual informer later. <laughs> Here lately we have, haven't we? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, we've got a fun show tonight because we got an awesome guest with us. Please welcome making his return to the Guns and Radio podcast, the one and only Matt Manzella. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. Before I even say anything, I just want to, I know we're a couple weeks removed from it, but I just want to. Send my thoughts and prayers to Eddie Van Halen's family and his friends and his fans around the world because, you know, as a guitar player, if it wasn't for him, there would be no me. And, you know, as guitar players, we, we owe him a lot. And as fans, I think a lot of people owe him a lot. So just a shout out to Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about that, uh, about how that's treating you and everything with losing a legend like Eddie. It caught me off guard, man. I was I, I was kind of busy the day it happened, and I wasn't really on my phone, and I checked it, and I had a text from my girlfriend and just said, Eddie Van Halen died. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, it just – like, it almost, like, knocked the wind out of me. You know what I mean? And and it's just a weird thing because it's one of those guys I've never met. You know, I don't know the guy from Adam, but growing up modeling my guitar playing after him, in a sense, after so many years of watching him and digesting his material – you almost in a way feel like you know him, you know, you feel like you lost someone that you sort of knew. And, you know, obviously I didn't, but um, yeah, man, I think in, in some shape or form, whether you're a musician or not, you know, we all felt that one. Oh yeah, no doubt. And uh, I mean, it's still even like, even though it is about 
by the time this airs, it'll be what about two two weeks, three? Yeah, it'll be about two weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. Because mm-hmm. we we put the brakes last week on our show. We had uh, we had everything in the can and ready to go. It was all hunky dory. I was about to go on vacation and take a little mini vacation anyway, and everything was ready to go. And then all that happened, so we had to we had to stop the presses on it so we could say something and uh, about it. But yeah, it's it's pretty rough that, especially with how he went, man. That kind of thing hits home because we all know somebody. Uh, we all know or knew somebody that's going through something similar. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. And I know like there's just countless tributes, but it really can't be overstated how, how much of an impact. I mean, he was a once in a generation guitar player. I mean, when you talk legends that we've lost, you know, there's so many, but really the, 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 the biggest piece of that puzzle are obviously Jimi Hendrix and Eddie Van Halen now right alongside him. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, what do you think the future is going to be like for that band? Do you think they're going to continue? I, I can't see how. I mean, I, you know, it's you're kind of putting me on a spot in a good way here. I mean, I haven't really given that much thought. I, I can't see how. I can't. I, I mean, I know the EBH guitar brand. I know his son's continuing that, so I was glad to see that. Um, it's right. My personal opinion, I think David Lee Roth reforms maybe the Eat and Smile era band or something along those lines. I think he kind of goes off and does the solo stuff again. And I kind of think Van Halen just rides off in the sunset as the Van Halen that we knew, you know? Yeah. Like you said, I I also don't see how they would be able to continue. So, yeah, it would be weird because it's like. It's like Motorhead continuing on without Lemmy. It's like like the one thing that was like literally like the heart and soul of that band, and it's just like gone like that. And that's something oh, yeah. that's very like very fucking hard to replace. And like, do you really want to even bother trying to sort of replace that? It's like you at, at a point you necessarily probably really can't. Well, and you shouldn't sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. I know, mm-hmm. you know, I know even like when Dimebag Daryl passed, there was some talk about Zach Wilde possibly filling in in Pantera. And it's like, I, I don't know, as a music fan and a guitar player, that would be cool. But I, I don't know if that's something that should have been done. And I'm, quite frankly, I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, what's your thoughts on Zach Wilde? Let's talk about him for a second. Um, Funny, I got a funny Zach Wild story for you. Get to it in a second. I, I'm a Zach Wild fan. I love his playing. I love, you know, dating all the way back to Ozzy and Black Label. And, and actually, one of my favorite albums of all time is the Pride and Glory album from the 90s. Okay. Um, funny story. I, I saw Zach Wild. It was like this little intimate show at the Hard Rock Cafe in Detroit. This is shit, probably a decade ago. And it was weird because it was like he didn't even play guitar he just did piano ballads and was singing i think he just did it to mess around or whatever i don't know it was sponsored by the local radio station and it, it, man we were hanging out like we said a small intimate show so you would have thought afterwards you'd come out and like shoot the shit with everybody and kind of hang out and you know we were there it's probably 30 people there it was like a small thing you know and it was the weirdest thing like he left straight from the piano got right in the bus and left like didn't greet anybody didn't stick around and, and listen, man. I, I'm maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. I don't know if he's a dick or what an asshole. Kind of, yeah, kind of <laughs> weird. 
kind of, I don't know, man. Kind of a weird vibe for me. For all I know, he could be a great guy. He certainly could, but that was my one and only experience, and it, it was kind of a weird vibe for him. But man, as a guitar player, he's outstanding. He's he's great, you know. You know, before we went on the air, we were kind of bullshitting about wrestling. And uh, have you ever seen the Stone Cold Steve Austin tribute to uh, Zach Wild? I mean, have you seen his tour bus? It's a two million dollar tour bus. Granite counters, granite floors, cherry cabinets, all the bullshit. Well, guess what, Zach? There's a fucking shower on that bus, too. When you get in that goddamn shower, it's a bar of soap. Put a little water on it and rub it all underneath your armpits, around your balls and your fucking asshole. Would you, you smelly prick? It's okay. I remember that. It is funny. Yeah, he's, the, both of them are funny guys, too. I'm going back here. Like, I want to say the TNA days. Wasn't there, wasn't there some clip where he was like in the front row and did some kind of chair shot angle with somebody, I recall. And it's Zach Wild again. Wow! That's an old American way right there. Oh, yeah. It's going to the chair. There's a little black label society chair shot. Oh, man. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to watch a music video. We're going to hang out with Matt some more. And uh, then we're going to review our song of the day. What's that song again? Madagascar madagascar from chinese democracy but first listen to this very important commercial and buy this really important thing it could save a life hey guys do you want to get access to thousands of free bestsellers that you can listen to at any time from a huge and ever-growing catalog? Well, what am I saying? Of course you do. Audible now includes podcasts, originals, and much, much more. They have a premium selection of bestsellers, and you can listen to thousands of titles from their ever-growing Audible Plus catalog. Whether you want to wind down, get motivated, or learn something new, you can listen across all of your devices with the audio app and never lose your place. So click the link in the description to get a 30-day free trial of Audible. Amazon Prime members will get two credits. Good for any premium selection of any title that you would like. Yours to keep even if you decide to cancel. They'll even send you a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Also, the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals are yours to listen to all you want with no credits needed. So what have you got to lose? Click the link in the description now to get started with your free trial from audible.com. Okay. Welcome back. We hope you take we hope you downloaded Audible while you were gone. During our extended commercial break. Yeah, get your fucking free trial, then make another email and get another free trial. I know. How hard is it, people? Come on. Yeah. I mean you just gotta set a reminder on your phone every thirty days. That's what these phones are for. I know. Go get it. Yeah, they you don't have to send a reminder. They email you and tell you, hey yo, you need to cancel this shit before we're over here telling them, over here telling them how to work the system on our fucking sponsor. I'm Worst sure. salesman ever. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that. I no wonder they haven't paid us. <laughs> anyway, um, Matt's got something, kind of an announcement that we uh, we forgot Ooh. to talk about in the first part of the of the show. So we're going to talk about it now. Ooh, got some radio exclusive. Damn straight. 
Nice. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, really, you guys are the first ones I've even mentioned this to. Um, just started tracking drums for what's going to eventually turn into my next album. Um, it's going to be a lot different, man. It's going to be uh, this one I'm aiming to have vocals on. I don't want to do another instrumental album, and I don't want to go so heavy on this one. I, truthfully, it's going to completely be a different direction. A lot of Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith influence on it, um, Free, Kiss, and that 70s rock mesh with some Guns N' Roses. So it, basically, man, long story short, it's going to be a full balls ahead rock and roll album, man. I'm not looking to go metal on this one. But yeah, that's where we're at now. The drum drum tracking process has started. It's going to be a long process, but it's, uh, you know, hopefully we'll touch base on this in a couple months and see where we're at. Well, we're going to uh, get the rumor mill started right now. I'm going to hit Excellent. you. I'm going to hit you with some names of songs. Okay. And you tell me how many of these are real that are going to appear on your album and uh, how many of these are fake. Okay. All right, I'm taking notes. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Dildo of Death. <laughs> That's going to be a bonus track on the Japanese release. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, see. All right, so see, we're getting somewhere. Yeah, sometimes you can believe the, uh, the, the rumors on the internet. All right, let's see. Here we go. Let's see. The Demise of Toontown. No, I, I don't plan on doing any Ricky Martin covers on this one. Oh, damn. That's a shame. Because La Vida Loco was actually the next one, so we'll have to go ahead. Yep, good, uh, tune. good tune. Yeah, good. Fun, fun song. Uh, will you be covering any Backstreet Boys on here? Probably not this time around. I mean, Michael Bolton's still up in the air. and sings always a possibility, but uh, – Backstreet Boys probably is going to be a no-go for this album. Okay. Let's see here. I think Steel Panther had that covered, though, when they did I Want It That Way. So, I mean. They did. That was a cool cover. That was really cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Bowels. <laughs> the Bowels of Fire. <laughs> no, man, but that was my Monday morning after a week in the Taco Bell. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a rumor for you <laughs> i can confirm that one <laughs> all right let's see here what, what's another good one you got a few more <laughs> oh i've got a million of them here i'm just trying to pick out the ones that seem the most interesting here because <laughs> uh yeah people just keep sending me these i'm totally not just using a randomizer on the internet to make these up <laughs> Oh, man, I was going to say, I'm running out of banter here like Paul Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the wrath of the burrito is uh, is definitely. Uh... <laughs> yeah, man, like I said, I had two of those on Sunday. <laughs> Jesus, everything like everything is like a rape joke, and that's the ones I'm trying to skip. So we'll just lose this bit. We'll just yeah. go ahead and. I was gonna say I was talking about speaking of Taco Bell. I'm like everyone's got a fucking Taco Bell story, like whether it's good or bad, mostly bad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's probably if if we all started sharing Taco Bell stories, it'd be like reading the uh, review section on Haribo sugar free gummy bears from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's something we were to do on the show one day do oh we could do that with matt i should have thought of that what we do is oh. we'll take the haribo sugar-free gummy bear review and we'll 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 read it like like how iron maiden delivers their lyrics and then he could be playing some badass fucking metal in me there we go man <laughs> Actually, that's a whole album. <laughs> Bears from Hell. <laughs> Matt Manzella featuring Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. Whole... It's got to be like Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that. Whole album about Haribo sugar-free gummy bears. Uh, anyway, we're excited for that. Uh, obviously, it doesn't have a release date yet. But as soon as one becomes available, we will let you know on the podcast. Matt might even come back and uh, uh, throw down throw down a tune or two, maybe a stick. Yeah, man, I'd love to. Thank you, guys. And uh, all that good stuff. We'll definitely drop the links and everything. We'll share the hell out of it when it comes out. Much appreciated. Uh, we are going to go and do something today. I told you guys before the show that I had had a music video stuck in my head uh, for what seems like weeks now. And uh, for that, we're going. And for that reason alone, we're going to call this an epic music video review. And so, guys, we're going to give you all a minute to get all up on them smartphones and on them internets, so you can pull up YouTube or go to GunsAndRadio.com and pull up episode sixty-six, the Madagascar episode, where a link will be embedded. So you can watch along with us. <clears throat> and we're going to watch a music video that came out a couple of years ago. Uh, it's called Don't Stop Running by Y&T. And uh, have you guys seen this yet? Never. No, and I can't say I'm even familiar with the song or much of Y&T's material. So this, should, uh, this ought to be good. It's a band I've just gotten into in the last... Oh, fuck. Like month and a half. I've started really diving through their catalog. Um, I'm enjoying it. And this is probably their biggest. I hate to use the word hit because I, I don't know if I'd call it a hit or if I call it when the course comes in, you'll probably be like, oh, I've heard this before. <clears throat> so with that, guys, if you need to pause the podcast and do your thing. You may do that uh, right now. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and start her up. So if you guys are both ready. I'm ready, brother. All right. Uh, you got. Uh, you want to count us down? Yeah, I'll count it down here in three, two, one, play. Oh, hi, Susie. Um, I was wondering. Uh, can I, oh, there was me in school. Man, look at that glamour shots by Deb haircut. Jesus. <laughs> she looks like an extra from Greece. <laughs> this was made in the 80s by people from the era of Greece that had no idea how young people dressed in the 80s. Oh, yeah, man. I was going to say, was this uh, yeah, fucking music video directed by, um, what's his Louis name? Louis <laughs> John Hughes, the dude directed of every 80s movie. <laughs> okay, now look at this bedroom. And have you seen the music video to "Come Feel the Noise" by Quiet Riot? Yes. Is this the same music bedroom, or is or is that just me? 
Mm, I don't know, but the riff sounds similar. No, maybe not. Oh, no, he's blown up. <laughs> oh, man, he's hulking up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> he's hulking up. The power glove. Somebody's about to do some serious masturbating. Lame as Wait, so you just, you just turned to Robocop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is he going to save Sting again? Damn straight. Man, look at that. At least if this guy would have came and saved Sting, it would have been believable. Yeah. <laughs> look at this guy, dressed like Don Johnson. Damn straight. Stud boy. Oh, man, so that's my car. car. <laughs> It really makes me think of the Come Feel the Noise music video. Oh, yeah. It's even got the shitty uh, the shitty 80s, what they thought was special effects back then. <laughs> Those uh, weather map. It was like they just watched a bunch of journey videos and are like, yeah, we want this. <laughs> The yeah, this is like a college music video project. Probably was. <laughs> the local news let them borrow the weather map. Yeah. That's an awful tattoo. Now that's a hard gang right there. Yeah, man, the NWO. You pussy. You know it's rough. You're in a rough part of a neighborhood when there's a hooker with an eye patch. <laughs> Usually, only see those in the south. <laughs> Looks like a fun concert. Yeah, man. I, I, I didn't recognize this poet, but it's catchy. It's pretty cool. I thought you might have, like, feel like you've heard the the chorus before. No, it, it, it doesn't sound familiar, but I like it. Hmm. <clears throat> well, that was my thing when I started listening to them and stuff again. It was like so many songs. I was like, I swear I've heard that before, and I just don't remember. Sure. Or it could be making me think of something else. I take in a lot of music, so. Oh, that's a killer guitar player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good guys. I can vouch that they were still touring as of 2019, anyway. Oh, no, really? Yeah, they still sound good. wonder who they're opening for. Night Ranger, probably. Ah, Good Sister call. Christian. That's just my wild guess, but <laughs> May Ranger, Striper, I don't know, Great White. Striper, ooh, Great White. Just think of like eighties hair metal bands. Damn Yankees, I can go on top. Damn Yankees, I don't know. Damn straight. I had Skid Row tickets this this year, so I can't talk. Oh nice. I've seen Poison five times, so I think it up. Oh, I was gonna see Poison this year. They're good now, man. Yeah, I had so many tickets. Ah, get off me, you fucking bastard. Put me down. Ah, what the fuck? <laughs> Smell like KY jelly and oil. 
<laughs> oh my god. I need to know. He has feelings. <laughs> what year is this from? I don't know. Because that's got to be like 80, 88, if I had to guess. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, let's see. Just I... judging by like. Oh, wow, known as yesterday and today. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, that's what it says here. <clears throat> I have not bothered looking that up yet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can find it too. Well, we'll get everybody on the on the case. Oh yeah, I was gonna say we're all in front of computers and technology, so <laughs> why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't anticipate having to do, having to do my Y and T homework. <laughs> well, I can tell you Google's wrong because they say it was released 2015. Oh, 19, no, 1985. Wow, is it really? All right. Yeah, 1985. The band formed in 1974 in Oakland, California. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Don't stop running. Actually, 84 maybe because Wikipedia thinks it's 84. Hmm. It's definitely 80s. We're on the right track there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, and they were active from 74 to 91, then they went away, and they came back from 95 to 97, and they went away again. And they came back in 2001, and they've been back ever since. Yes. Uh, let's see. In Rock We Trust? Yeah, 84. Because uh, that's the album that that song's off of. So, yeah, in Rock, uh, their sixth studio album. And Rock We Trust became the biggest high, the band's biggest, <clears throat> the band's highest charting and selling album, reaching number 46 on the Billboard uh, 200. Cool. Yeah, I, I dug it, man. Very cool guitar solo on there, too. Oh, and apparently Dr. Pepper acquired the rights to uh, use uh, She's a Liar from that song. In their I'm read, I was reading that as you just mentioned that. Cool. <clears throat> And Dr. Pepper also bundled a campaign with the Chinese Democracy release, Chinese Democracies by Guns and Roses, and we've tied it all together now. Ooh, everything comes full circle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. That's how we do. Buddy, this is 2020. If you have a smartphone, you're fucking being tracked 24-7. There's a VPN that I've been using for quite some time now, Young Locator VPN service. It'll encrypt your connection, avoids any tracking from any other people, but best of all, I use it to uh, access some of the stuff that's not available for me on, like, Tubi TV. I can get the American version of Tubi TV. Any Netflix, any sort of streaming service that's blocked where you want to access a different uh, country's Netflix or whatever, you know, you can do that with on locator hit the link in the description below now the whipping sound is chris pittman on a towel there just <laughs> so you know so you heard it yeah yeah there it was yeah I can't find my 
Okay, so I'm going to pause it real quick right off the bat and say this is going to be a hard one, at least for me, to not just listen to, to remember we got a show to do and there's a format that we follow. <laughs> so we're going to have to stay on that point. So with that, I'm going to interrupt us for a second because uh, we've got a ton of facts and stuff about this song that we can be talking about as we review it. Now, uh, I do know, didn't it, it, it premiered on the, was it MTV Video Music Awards? Uh, actually, the first time this was ever played was Rock in Rio, but like to the general public, yeah, that was the first time like, you know, more than just a few hundred thousand people in Brazil heard it. Was this the first Chai Dem song that we got to hear? One of, because I think the few shows they played in 2001, they had this, um, Riyadh and the Bedouins. Chinese Democracy, the title track itself. The blues. Um, yeah, the blues. Um, there was Silk OMG. Worms. Silkworms and uh, OM- OMG, I guess. Like, oh my God, whatever. But no one knew if that was going to be actually a part of the album at that point. But that was actually played a handful of times. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So what have you got for us? Throw some, throw some trivia, Caputo. Um, so this song dates all the way back to 1998 when it was like first um, recorded. Uh, do, do, really? do. Yeah. So I actually got a story about the whole how the whole concept of the song came along since we just heard the, the French horns intro. So I remember Chris Pittman said this in an interview. He um, was up at Axel's house for a couple of weeks. They were setting up like samplers, all the synths and everything. Then they're just messing around with some stuff. And he was uh, switching sounds and they had the French horn sound come on. They're playing like this, I guess, melody or this riff, whatever on there. And then uh, they're just switching back and forth. And Axel's like, oh, wait, go back to that one. And then that's basically how the intro of Madagascar came about to be. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, let's get back in. Does anybody get credit for the drum kit there? The drums? Well, not just the drums, but that digital one, because that is not real drums right there. I'll check it out. Hang on. It can't um, be. Do, do, do. Drum program. Um, I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Does that sound like legit drums to you, or, or am I, are we hearing the same thing? No, it's hard to tell, man, because... These days, I mean, you can make real drums sound fake. You can make fake drums sound real. So if I had to guess, I would think those – I think it's half and half. I think the part you're talking about in the verse is programmed. Yeah. I think the chorus is real drums. Oh, yeah. When, like, here in a minute when it goes doom, 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 I feel like that's right. when the real drums was coming in. But at the beginning there, I think it's a uh, – it's an electric kit. I could yeah, be wrong. I think it, no, I think they're programmed unless they unless that was the sound they were going for and they strategically made it sound like that, but they, they sound programmed to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the intro part here is like they're more like the program drum kit, whatever, and then you hear them kick in once the chorus once it hits the, the guitar and everything else comes in too. We're trying to get to in a sec. Alright, well I'm gonna play that right now. <laughs>
to see how it comes back in. Yeah. So I think after hearing it come back in, I think that's a, a very agreeable point there. All right. So you got anything else I can we can use to uh, to break this up so we don't get flagged? Yeah, um, I got plenty more here actually. So remember, um, so Axel said this one thing about the song like later on in some concert in Paris how people like said like why does he sing in such a you know fucking old man voice or whatever yeah and so he said oh yeah i saw some stuff on the web they said oh why do you have to sing that like with an old man's voice and he's like maybe because one of the influences was hemingway's old man in the sea hmm. and then he just complained about how the internet thinks they know everything <laughs> he went all old man yells at cloud on us <laughs> he went on an old think- man rant <laughs> you know what I had that in my notes too when I was listening to this I'm like his voice sounds so much different on that verse than it does in really anything else there's more like a like a maturity and a raspiness to it that you don't really hear on anything else so I, I guess like you mentioned it must have been strategic yeah like Axel said himself was strategic but there's other like fan theories that people were like well maybe you know this was the first song that he probably recorded vocals for since that Sympathy for the Devil cover and then, like, this why it probably sounds strange because he didn't sing in, like, three, four, you know, five years whenever this was recorded. No, I don't know if I believe it. Dude, honestly, my guess is that probably none of those are true. I was probably just, you know, when he sat down to record the song, it probably was just the tone that fit the song the best. Yeah, that's, that's the one I'm leaning more towards, too. But that's also, like, another, like, fan theory that's out there. But I think Yeah, there's a lot of them. I think it kind of goes by like also how he felt while recording it, like because he he wrote the shit, so he knows the emotion he's trying to convey. Oh, absolutely! These are very like heavy sort of emotional lyrics, and people have interpreted them in so many different ways. on guitar is this buckethead um, i'll look it up actually that leads to another fun fact axel okay. rose actually plays guitar on this song really yeah because apparently and another i think um going back to another chris Pittman thing he posted something like on his facebook years ago that he posted a, a picture of axel playing guitar when they did this live in rio remember axel had that part where he was on the guitar or whatever yeah, for like a minute. During the song, yeah. And uh, Pittman was like, yeah, he wrote all the guitar parts. He wrote the lead guitar, everything. And there was like a lot of a lot of awesome guitar parts that they recorded. So yeah, Axel's credited actually as one of the guitarists in this track. Um, you also got Robin Fink, Buckethead, uh, Paul fucking Tobias, and Bumblefoot. Huh. So, so it's another one of those Frankenstein kind of deal yeah you get three notes from everyone and that's about it now i want to pause again because i want to make a note of something there's a lot of heavy guitar going on in the background 
that I think gets lost in the mix. This is definitely a song that warrants two or three listens before you ever hear the whole fucking song. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Cause there's a lot of stuff there. And like, even listening to like earlier versions of Madagascar, like the ones that leaked from like 2000 and 2001 and all those, whatever, there's definitely some, some more subtle differences. There's a, there's a hidden guitar solo that comes in during the quotes portion of the, uh, of the song <clears throat> which we will get to in a minute uh i'd really like if we're able to isolate just the guitar if i can find that in a timely manner oh i after... got those i got the isolated wave stems of the whole album so well i mean if i can find them on youtube where i'm streaming from for the oh yeah that's concert, yeah <laughs> i'd really like to uh to listen to that separately and do some analysis on that Oh yeah, definitely. We're gonna get this buckhead guitar solo soon, so damn straight. best part and we're gonna play this in its entirety fuck yeah Now, the reason I wanted to play that in its entirety without interruption is because, uh, Caputo, last week you said that in the uh, lyric book that you have, it lists that whole rant there as lyrics. Oh, yeah. So with that, here is Caputo doing the quote. Oh, now would be a perfect time to find that guitar solo. (laughs) We'll do it in the edit. If I can find the solo, we'll do it in the edit. We'll play it while Caputo reads. The, the, the Madagascar. All right. I'm going to tell you a story. Stand up for righteousness. What? Stand up for justice. What? Stand up for truth. How can a person grow up with all this around them? You got a call on that something. Where does it come from? That can make a way out of no way. All this hatred. 
What we've got here is the power that can make a way out of no way. Failure to communicate. <laughs> I tell you, I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roar. Everybody's acting like we can do anything. It don't matter what we do. Maybe we gotta be extra careful because maybe it matters more than we even know. Sometimes. Hatred isn't something we're born with. <laughs> I feel discouraged. It gets taught. Sometimes I feel discouraged. I don't do it as good as you. <laughs> I do it like Robert De Niro. I felt this fear. <laughs> you promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. I don't know, I can't do it anymore. Oh. No, never alone. No, no, do, no, never alone. Do Joe Pesci. Well, let's go something straight, all right, Pazani. You promised <laughs> never to leave me, you know, this whole thing's fucked up. <laughs> you promised never to leave me alone. You know, all men betray, they all lose heart. You know, now I do don't Sam, want to lose heart. I want to leave. Do Sam Jackson now. Black man and white men to get at the table of brotherhood? <laughs> I have a dream, motherfucker. <laughs> free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, motherfucker, we are free at last. <laughs> and also, I've had it with these snakes on this fucking place. Oh, it's like a most very Italian Sam Jackson. I'm sorry, I, 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 still, I still got the, the vaffanculo in me. <laughs> the Italian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's see here. Matt, since we got through the guitar solo, do you have anything you want to add in concerning that section of the song? No, it was it's, it's such a uniquely written song in the sense that, you know, by and large, 90, let's say 95% of songs follow some sort of structure where you kind of expect the guitar solo to kick in at a certain point. This is kind of the reverse of that. Like, there's this underlying guitar solo that just kind of, like, fattens up. It's the backbone of the whole song through the verse, through the chorus. And then when you expect the solo to kick in, it doesn't. You know, that's when they have that whole section with the speech. But... It, it it you know traditionally I feel like something like that wouldn't work, but in this case it did. I mean this is one of those songs where you almost can't imagine what an extended guitar solo would sound like, and it, it, it just it, it, what they did went worked perfectly for this melody. I feel like. Oh yeah. All right, let's wrap up the song now. <laughs> doing his own vocals it's kind of unfortunate because it can never be recreated live Madagascar, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, what have we not talked about as far as facts and trivia about the song? 
Um, just some other like random stuff. This is actually ironic. It's Brain uh, Brian Mantia was interviewed about it. He said this is one of his favorite songs from the album. Um, also, one of the earliest producers of Chinese Democracy, um, uh, Martin Youth Glover. He's still credited for this song for some sort of initial arrangements, whatever. Because this like one of the the only one of the few songs he worked on when he was at the helm of producing this album for God knows how long. <laughs> that made it to the record. Yeah, so he's still credited here under initial arrangement suggestions. Huh. I wonder how that... I, I know we've got other versions of it floating around out there. Mm-hmm. I, I got to admit, I haven't bothered listening to those, but it is interesting to probably... I probably should. Yeah, because it they're all be. just very similar. It's just you hear, I think it's more different in like that solo part. Where the, where the quotes are? Yeah, like you hear more of that, like that sort of, um, how do they describe it? You're like that, like more of that, like it's more, it's more in the foreground than in the background, kind of. Okay, let me see. Best way to put it, yeah, like a, like if you get the two, like the ones from last year's leaks or the uh, 2001 uh, Roy Thomas Baker leaks. Okay. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try real quick to see if I can find it without quotes. Like an yeah. instrumental, yeah. There's definitely. Mm. There's definitely some instrumentals. I don't know about on YouTube, but. Yeah, I know there. that they're out there, but I mean, for the sake of our our show, I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Yeah. I mean, I can find an instrumental cover. And I could probably find a pretty good one, especially if it's one of those Carl Golden covers. Oh, yeah, those are good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just a couple more facts also to add. Um, Medium.com ranked this their 34th best GNR song of all time. Spin.com ranked this their 39th out of their best GNR songs of all time. Uh, Madagascar has also been played 280 times live. Yeah. yeah, it's like in their top 30 of like their most played live tracks, which is actually fucking crazy. Well, before we get into ra- uh, ratings and everything, Matt, do you got anything else you want to add to uh, the discussion? Nothing too much. There's a lot to unpack there. I mean, we had kind of touched on the vocals already. Um, there's a weird part in the beginning where I, I must have listened to it like 20 times where Axel is going higher and higher and higher with the vocals and there's a guitar solo under it. It's probably in the first minute of the song. And there's this weird, like, out-of-tune thing they do where you almost can't tell if it's the guitar or or if it's the vocals that's throwing it out of tune, but it works. You know, there's a lot of... I feel like that's kind of the theme of that album. There's some things from a traditional songwriting standpoint that you would think, like, man, where did they come up with that? That's not really the blueprint of where you do things. But so much of it worked for that album. And, and really, th- this is probably one of my favorite songs from this album. Yeah, that's a really good observation. Cause say I would have never thought of that, but now that I think about it, after you say that, it's like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like thinking that part. I'm thinking that's where he hits that high note, that ooh, yeah, 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 like kind of there. I think, I think that's. I don't know if yeah, that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the it's in the beginning. It's when they start. When he, he's kind of like in unison with the guitar solo, and you, and you I had to keep listening to it because I'm like, I don't know if it's him that's hitting a weird note or the guitar that's hitting a weird note, and. I, like, you know, I color in, inside the lines sometimes. So I would think like, man, throw that out. That doesn't sound in tune, but to leave that in, it, 
you know, that took some balls and I, I, I like, I like production that does that, you know, where it's, you can leave it. I, I'm not saying it was necessarily a mistake, but it was, it, it's something different. You don't normally hear in a song. Yeah. And it, I mean, you get that a lot though with uh GNR that, that kind of uh, teetering on the edge of uh, chaos, if you will, that somehow mm-hmm finds a way to tie itself together i think that's the formula for the band all <laughs> in <Pretty> every <laughs> aspect yeah no it's a cool song man the only thing like i, I would have preferred that they had done is when they come out of that speech rather than going back into the chorus i would have preferred them to go into another guitar solo just a guitar solo but uh you know i'm nitpicking here yeah that would have been cool though especially with Buckethead seeing what he could have done with that that would yeah be i mean they had so many uh, when you were reading the list caputo and you're reading the list of guitar players on it I'm like man oh man like so many talented guys on that album and, and that song specifically i mean you had some heavy hitters on there so if they wanted to they could have really let loose but you know again it's it keeps the integrity of the song the way they did it well let's get into ratings uh matt you want to do your final thoughts and ratings first we Really, I think I nailed all the thoughts, man. It's, it's, um, you know, I hadn't listened to this song in years until you guys had mentioned that we were going to be covering on it. I liked the little callback to Civil War on there. I thought that was cool. Um, it, it's out of five stars, I'm going to give it, oh boy, I'm going to give it a three. I mean, if, you're, if, if we're calling three average, I, personally, I think it's an average. In the grander scheme of the GNR catalog, it's, in my opinion, an average song. If we're talking just that album, it's one of the better songs, but ultimately I, I, I'm going to give it a three. All right, Chris. Um, uh, ooh, this, is, this is tough. Cause like, I really love this song, like just, you know, lyrically wise and just how everything builds up, like sort of crescendos to like that one moment, that last like minute, whatever. Yeah. Just, all that friggin' like, everything just comes in at once this is like a very like like lyrically powerful it's very motivating this song i feel in a way like this is shit they would play to like like um the always the image i had in my head was they played this to like troops to like rally them up and be like <laughs> uh, like you're like a militia or something like you know like the rebels the rebels of some like african village or something <laughs> like, <fuck with> us. <laughs> like braveheart with uh, mel gibson I mean, there Braveheart, there was a couple quotes in that whole, uh, you know, chopped up lyrical, oh, thing, chopped up thing. Yeah, and the credits there, the credit of Mel Gibson for like a, a line there or something. I've never <clears> seen Braveheart. Neither have I, but I just, I hear the No, lines. I haven't either, man. The trifecta, none of us, none of us <laughs> have seen it. There can be only one. That's, that's Highlander. <laughs> oh, whatever. Scottish saw the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> Send your hate mail tweets to at... C Caputo two one two. We all read the same Twitter, so it's C Caputo two one two. So if you want to hate on me or Matt, that's where your hate mail tweets need to go. If you want to make sure we all see them and not just Chris. Yeah. I was gonna say the only time I ever saw Braveheart was when Triple H parodied it for that WrestleMania twenty one commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those movies like you'll get the references whether you've seen it or not, like the wizard of Oz, you can get the references 
just from being on this earth for any period yeah because like everyone by the time they're like eight has seen the wizard of oz in some form or (laughs) shape or capacity that's a great point yeah Yeah, that's the most influential movie of all time that and the sound of music i I, i've never seen the sound of music so i can't really comment on that but like if you really think about it every day you you somebody you, you hear a wizard of oz reference so much that you don't even realize it now like every single day and probably the one i hear the most is that's a horse of a different color (laughs) that's a good one that's a good one yeah but anyways back to the ratings like i really like have like this like very like emotional connection to the song like just lyrically wise and and how like everything just flows together it starts out you know with french horns and everything and it's sort of you get to that first part where the drums and everything kicks in, kind of comes back to reality a bit. And you get this like very like powerful, like motivational section from um, all these little clips and everything of people, you know, famous, not famous for movies or whatever. I did like the Civil War callback. That was pretty cool. It's getting mm-hmm. back to that cool hand loop. Uh, when, is it? No, I don't even remember. I'm not going to go there. It was yeah, cool that, hand loop. Cool hand loop. Okay. So I was right. Okay. I don't want to fucking upset more people now. So. Don't want to piss too many people off as he sips his white claw. Yeah, exactly. Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah, no laws when you're drinking claws, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta remember that. <laughs> yes, the claws, the law, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like uh, since I'm like this is like like the only GNR album I've been like alive for to see release, whatever, and I have such like a close affinity for this album. This song especially is like I'd probably say top five, top top four or top five, I think, on this album alone. I'm going to just go ahead and give it a perfect five out of five. All right. Uh, with that, I believe I also have a strong emotional connection to this song uh, for several reasons. It was, uh, da, 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 they played it when I first saw GNR. They played it. Uh, it was the song Rick died to, the night Rick oh, died. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, but like, honestly, as just a song that's on my playlist, I've never skipped this that I can think of. And it's, uh, I mean, well, well, when somebody's in my car riding with me for like the hundredth time and guns and roses comes on, I'm kind of out of habit to just go ahead and skip it and assume that they're burnt out on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, if I'm riding alone, I've never skipped this song and, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's got me through some tough times in my life, and uh, I can attest to that myself. So yeah, so because of that, and it still gives me chills to this day. Like uh, when the quotes is o- uh, quote section is over, and then uh, uh, the the violin hits and Axel comes back in, mm-hmm. uh, that part always really kind of kind of moves me and i always give bonus points for if i physically feel something during the song that's something we've talked about uh with gnr and other bands on this show when we were doing our video reviews uh so if i physically can feel something i always give bonus points and uh for that that alone i think warrants me giving it also a perfect five cool man and and if i can interject real quick what you just said there what both you guys just said there is I could probably speak for Axel when I say this is that as a songwriter and a musician in general, is that that in my opinion is the highest compliment you can get is when someone says, 
it either a got them through a hard time or it struck them emotionally. I mean, we can all relate to music, a, a melody that's cool or a lyric that's cool, but man, to feel it in your core, to feel it at your deepest, most guttural level where it really shakes you, like you mentioned, that is the highest compliment you can receive as a, as a musician or a songwriter. Well, uh, I mean, it's true. So <laughs> I would love, I can see that because I would love to be on the other end of that or something I created uh, gives somebody that kind of feeling. Couldn't imagine what that'd be like. Hopefully you're feeling good listening to this podcast that we all created. It's yeah. for everybody. <laughs> we want to spin the wheel and see what's coming up next week. Yeah, let's take a look. Hopefully we get a good streak of stuff coming up. Yeah, hopefully. Be sure to tune in to GN Extra where uh, Matt Manzola is going to be continuing to join us and he tells a story about something he did to your very mother this weekend. <laughs> but that's you got to pay extra for that one. Oh. You got no right. I love how I made it your mama. Matt Manzella violated your mom joke. And then <laughs> the wheels tells us, you got no right. By Velvet Revolver. <laughs> All right. This is what I haven't heard. I haven't, yeah. No, I haven't either, which usually goes one of two ways. Yeah. I'm down to you know, dig more into the the very small but very limited uh, Velvet Revolver discography. You know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... If you feel so inclined and you're not done, we're done with you guys. To be honest, we're done. Okay, we're going home. (laughs) But if you're not done and you're like, well, I'm not done with you fuckers yet, you can always click over to GN Extra where the conversation will continue. And uh, it's available anywhere podcasts are sold. And, uh, yeah, we'll continue our conversation over there. uh, Can't wait to hear that story about your mom. No. Story of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> By Matt Mansell. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Matt, thank you for coming on the show this week and being our guest. It's always great to have you on for the thank second you, time. I should say thank you, man. it's been great both times, I should say, for having you on. I appreciate that, man. I'm always a phone call away. I appreciate joining you guys. and I, I, I can't say it enough. I need chance i get to talk about music or guitars or guns and roses in general man i'll always seize that damn straight well uh until next time i'm dustin bones and i'm chris caputo we'll see you next monday here on guns and radio peace